Ooh, it's a chilly Thursday night in the Southland, and I feel like watching some Netflix movies and stuff. It's your boy Flobo. This is Flobo Saw on Netflix. This is where I get to peruse the library, the original library of Netflix movies, documentaries, and all that kind of stuff. And why is it Netflix? Because I feel like that's like table stakes. I think if you only could afford one streaming service, it's usually Netflix. But for this episode, I am not alone. I'm being joined by a good friend of mine who's also a film scholar. His works have been seen all over the world if you put it in the Google and stuff. But yo, he's always, his name is Ralph Eichenlob, and he's going to help me review this one. Ralph, how you doing? I'm great, Flobo. How are you tonight? Man, you know, I'm chilling. I went for a walk, and the temperature fell, and I felt like my, my blood was so thin. <laughs> you know? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not built like this. It's a cold one tonight. The rain will do that to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one here is called The World is Yours, and it's a French-language film that was released in 2018 from um, what, from Studio Canal, I believe, but it also is a Netflix original in the United States. Just off the top, Metacritic gives it a 73 out of 100, IMDb gives it a 6.4 out of 10, and Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 95%. Just let me know what you think, just from start to finish, your overall thoughts on this one. Uh, so we're going to start with the overall review. Well, I I think that I would have to go with IMDb on this one, giving it about a 6, 6.5 out of 10. Um, that's just an off-the-cuff resp- uh, off response, but I'm happy to, to share the why behind it as we get into this video. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty, to me, it was a more solid. I think I'd be more favorable with this one because I guess I was able to lower my expectations like when someone tells me, you want to try this light beer? Uh, but the idea is it wasn't a perfect film. The genre is the crime genre, a little bit of comedy there, but of course the comedy is not slapstick enough. It feels very European in that way. So let's talk about what worked. What overall you thought was the greatest aspect overall of this of this movie here? Overall, I could say that the cinematography was amazing. It, it, it absolutely was amazing. Um, but at the same time, where you have something that is so perfect, I felt like they relied on it a little bit too much, and the narrative just couldn't keep up. It was a great case of the expression style over substance. And you could definitely tell what they were going for. It was very Guy Ritchie influenced. I could see the the cast of characters, the nuances that it was not trying to be, but definitely influenced by you know Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch. Uh, some of <laughs> some of the reviews I read said that it was uh, trying to be Tarantino esque, but I would say it was more Guy Ritchie esque, early Guy sure. Ritchie. Early guy, Richard. Yeah, well, let's like it. This, this is a story about a two-bit hustler, kind of. I mean, is he a two-bit hustler if he's pretty much submissive to his own mom? <laughs> like, what yeah. is going on, Fatter? He's having a bad day. Yeah, I, I think that that was part of the the gimmick of the film. Was uh, now is it is it Ferris or Fares? Um, let's just say Ferris. Ferris was okay. too nice. He was too nice to be involved in the world in the world of crime. Um, they kind of pigeonhole themselves a little bit into that. Um, I just need that one big heist in order to go go legit, and everything that can and will goes wrong. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of where these things go. No one ever becomes a holster, and that's the end of it. Uh, I was a little bit put off uh, by the whole pretense of it all, because it starts off 
uh, with the perspective of Putin, which is one of the small uh, antagonists in the film. Like, I thought the first minute and a half was like a complete movie in itself of him getting his right. dog back. But mm-hmm. character through action. Thoughts about that? Um, it was a little bit disjointed, um, especially when you're when you're watching a foreign film. You know that you have to pay attention to the subtitles. So it's one of those things that even like until he was reintroduced again, you didn't quite know where it was going with that. Um, I didn't think it was a strong opening scene considering how disjointed it was from the original plot. I thought that there could have been something a little bit better to bridge the, to bridge the characters, but that's just an opinion. <laughs> Which is a show that you have on your network. Uh, what's the website for that? Is it youtube.com slash Ralph Eichenlob? Or? Yeah, yeah. You can just search my name, uh, just Ralph Eichenlob, and that's where you can find uh, my Just an Opinion shows. Uh, I'm a very amateur content creator, but it's one of those things that uh, I like to make a lot of lists. I, I have a lot of weird thoughts. And uh, rather than just texting it to Flobo, uh, I thought, you know, why not? Hey. Why not just you know do something with it and make some make some weird videos? So I'm having fun. Yeah, fun's all good. But you mentioned Ferris yeah. and his journey in this film, and I mentioned a little bit earlier about him and his mother's relationship, which I thought was kind of you know unique. It's something you don't see every day in this one. And I think a cool character moment off the top was when he was trying to get the money for his Mister Freeze operation, and his mom just made him subject him into the whole scam in the department store. And I can't ever think of situations where like you wanted to talk to your parents or something, but they just like, hey, hold this tool, or you know, get the groceries, or take out the trash, and then. We'll talk and that was a cool moment of showing them and what their stakes were uh of how low in the total pole they were when it comes to crime yeah 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 i i personally feel that um his mom danny was the best part of the movie i mean isabel ajani her career speaks for itself she's a mega star in france winning five caesar awards or caesar awards um i know i know her from like some american movies like uh, nosferatu and roman polanski's the tenant but she definitely was the star power and in my opinion the best part of the movie jumping at head here when we get to the actual her the ending of this thoughts about the way she was written off i guess i'm just curious well, I think that um, there was a little bit of a parallel storyline with um, with her and the uh, Renee's daughter, Brittany, where Ferris and Brittany kind of had parallel storylines of their parents being in the world of crime and neglecting them. And so it was a little bit of a parallel storyline with both Brittany and Ferris being like, bye. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was, like, interesting. I, I mean, despite the fact that uh, Fedor has grown, I thought he would, like, brought back mom and go, we're done. But he was like, yeah. let the cops handle you, bro. Exactly. Savage. <laughs> I couldn't imagine doing that. Not yeah, at but, all. Yeah, but I guess it just comes into the fact that she had uh, used the money he was saving up, that he was going to invest in this whole ice pop business. So... You know, she had it coming, but I still say she was the best part of the movie. 
This seems so Carlito's way, though. Like, oh, if I just get everything, one last job, I'll be able to have that mm. popsicle business. Uh, one of the cool things about it, though, is it, almost like Carlito's way. There is a love component there, and we have that storyline between uh, Ferris and Alamia, uh, which is basically this give and go uh, in kind of like, they, will they, won't they? They kind of do, but they don't really do it. Um, I want your overall thoughts about this first, and then we'll go into the meat and potatoes of it all. Well, I can honestly say that it it wasn't strong enough. It wasn't strong enough for me. I know that with a with a crime movie, there's going to be deception. There's going to be plot turns and such. But the the will they won't they? It just it it didn't resonate with me. That that really wasn't um, a highlight for me in the movie. To be honest with you. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it seems pretty much like it was on rails, right? There was really one female character, Ferris's age, and who was more attractive, more attractive than Ferris. So I guess that was going to happen, but I guess the, the, the thing I want to ask you about was the hotel scene, the original one, uh, when they decide to have an exchange. <clears throat> I'm not really sure what to make of it. On one hand, I can I can imagine that this guy was was lusting for this woman for a long time, and she says, you can do it, but will you pay? But I almost felt like, it, was that a task for Ferris to go? No, I will only do this only if you love me back. It didn't matter. Point was yeah. moot because the next scene there was towel action. Uh, How did you feel about that one? Again, it just wasn't strong enough for me to really give it give it too much thought. Um, you had the the revelation at that point that she was willing to just rob him and and take everything for her and take everything for herself. But then he catches up with her and it's like, oh no, I changed my mind. It, it, like at that point, the love story part of it was there, but it wasn't really what I was looking for. What what would have been better? Is that kind of a beyond the point of being savable, salvable, salvageable? Words. <laughs> it, 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 it's hard to say. I didn't really find my. I didn't really find myself saying what could make this better or or not. I just know that in many times where the plot was dragging. Uh, kind of like many postmodern musicals there's some sort of sequence to kind of bring the audience back into it like in in um in a musical it's a song scene in an action movie it's usually like a fight scene in this it was um almost like musical cues where they had uh like a really uh sweet uh beautiful montage with some um, really banging music and that as a as a viewer it brought me back it brought me back into it but only to the point where you know you kind of you realize the narrative wasn't as strong as the style that was attracting you yeah, you were watching it, and you texted me about the scene featuring the uh, the song Africa, and uh, I had not seen the movie at the time, and I was like, what do you mean? But, like, I got a feeling when, when in that scene where, where Lama goes in and takes the microphone as part of this long con that goes awry, uh, it was right. like, oh, yeah, th- it really felt like welcome back to what, if your mind was going elsewhere, <laughs> welcome exactly. back to the film. And uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, and I, I mean, that, like, it's kind of it's almost like a cheap pop but that was one of my favorite scenes where they're doing karaoke they're uh singing robbie williams angels and then she starts singing um africa and then it becomes non-diegetic when they bring in the toto version of it but as far as it was real like uh, you had a real visceral response with what you were watching and what you were hearing and i think a lot of people you know shameless or not love that song and it brought you back into it it's it's true. 
I, it brought me back into it. I'm not even a huge Africa song because again, I, I DJ weddings, so I play that song so many times. Where like, but I've seen everyone go, oh, you know, like oh, they're doing Africa. Uh, but let's talk about the city. You know, most of the shenanigans happen in Spain, uh, in Benidorm, which I I was not aware of how uh, open to Irish and, and, and English immigrants and tourists, yeah. excuse me, tourists, it was. I thought, you know, Spain was Spain, but this is like basically little England uh, and having was, all these yeah. blokes walk, walking about. Uh, first time I ever saw it on film. Maybe I'm not as cultured as you are, but uh, did you like, did you get any kind of like idea? Was it a character, was the town a character or was it just kind of like a, a, a background type deal? It was. I, I really like what you just said about it being Little England, because I sort of got that vibe as well, um, because Rene was um, English. He He's down basically at a pub with his mates, and they're they're singing Robbie, Robbie Williams on karaoke. So, it, heck yeah, it totally felt um, straight out of England with that, with that sequence. Straight out of England. That's gangster. Uh. <laughs> straight out of England. I was actually looking up like flights and <laughs> hotels in it and the oh, Luxor Hotel. So like, I mean, look, to me, that's always a good sign of a good crime film, right? When they change locations, they go to Vegas, they go to Atlantic City. You're like, huh, maybe we check this out, you know? Yeah. And they always have to do the montage, like with the, you know, over overhead shot of everything moving in slow motion with the bass pounding, you know, yeah. it really, it's candy for your eyes and your ears as a, as an audience. Let's talk about some of the minor characters here. You got uh, Muhammad and Muhammad. I guess the comic relief, if there ever was one. And you also have. I mean, they they seem that they were they were partners, but one Muhammad would have like totally shot the other Muhammad. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And they they were yeah. very transparent about that. Yeah, uh, does this? I, I, you said very much like a Guy Ritchie thing. Do these characters work here, or is it kind of like, oh yeah, these clowns? Yeah, I think it worked. It, it wasn't overdone. They, like you said, they were minor characters. They were there just for just for a few chuckles. So they absolutely uh, were fleshed out minor characters, but not in an overbearing sense. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, hey, look, I feel like that's the kind of role that if anyone came to me and said, "Hey, you want to be in a movie?" and I go, "I'm not an actor. I'll do the Muhammad role. I'll, I'll show up." I crack a few jokes. Yeah. I'll, I'll beat up random people in the street, apparently, and then yeah. uh, move on. Uh, sometimes in a lot of these movies, there's a lot of plot threads that tend to come together. Uh, a lot of like side characters, very, like you said, the whole Guy Ritchie thing. To me, it didn't quite track uh, having all these loose ends work together. Granted, this, we got to the same destination. Our, our good guy is, has a house of his dreams, and he worked the Mr. Freezy thing, but it did seem kind of odd that like Britney was so open to working with Ferris and mom yeah. was just so conveniently swapped away. Is it kind of like uh, a letdown for you in that end? Or were you already at this point being like, yeah, we know what we're getting here. It's not a big deal. Unfortunately, I would, I would go with the latter of what you were saying. Um, you're, you're hoping for more of those moments to bring you back in. And quite frankly, there have been some movies where um, it's the it's the third act that brings everything together and it makes you want to start from the beginning as soon as you're done because you see how everything ties together so there always is that that um, optimism with a movie as stylized as this but I wouldn't say I was let down it was more just like okay 
you had mentioned a little bit before we went on air about uh, you were excited about the prospect of Vincent mm -hmm. Cassell being in this film, and it was a bit of a letdown there too. Would you, was there something you wanted him to do specifically, or you feel like, oh, this guy should be the leading man? What are we doing? Uh, maybe not so much the leading man, but I kind of, the direction I, I kind of saw it might be taking is that he could have served as a little bit more of a mentor for, for Ferris. I mean, if you've seen some of his other works, uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf, Irreversible, or in America, Ocean's 12, or uh, Black Swan, um, this guy is multi-talented and really good at playing a dark character but he was just kind of uh, like uh not quite grandpa-ish but a little bit of like an old man character like just obsessed with uh the illuminati conspiracies and <laughs> such and i mean vincent cassell i just i wanted more from him because he's such an amazing actor in, in my humble opinion well your opinion is completely valid here in this space why why the hell not um, uh, yeah. The lamp might get jealous. <laughs> so at the top of the show, uh, I gave you the run, the ratings rundown. You know, Metacritic seventy three, IMDb six point four out of ten, Rotten Tomatoes ninety five percent. We do a, a ten point zero scale here, much like IMDb. Is six point four a score you will give it, or is that too high or too low? I would say that's about that's fair. Well, let's go with six point five because how do you really tell the difference between a point four and a point five? I would give it a six. Uh, I would give it a six point five. Ah, fair enough. Um, it was weird because after the end of it, when I saw it, I was like, you know what? It's kind of fun. Seven minutes. I'm sorry, seven point zero. Um, I would just I guess you have to watch it uh, with subtitles so you can't go too off the rails. But like sitting here chatting with you, I'm like, maybe you're right. Maybe this is a 6.5 movie. Maybe I should go back and listen and watch some Guy Ritchie films, right? So, so that's why I'm taking your 6.5 and my seven and saying 6.75, 6.8. Solid, Fair solid. Enough. What it is, yeah. Man. Uh, I again, Ralph. Thanks for coming through and, and going through this film with me. The world is yours. Came out in 2018, but now available on Netflix as an original. One more time, if anyone want to check you out online, how would they do so? Um, you would just look up my name, Ralph Eichenlaub. That's R A L P H and last name E I C H E N L A U B. That's where my YouTube channel is, and. Uh, my my instagram handle as well uh but yeah i just i i have an opinion so i give it <laughs> there you have it uh this is logo Sod on netflix part of the new amsterdam network and there's other ways you can support the show make sure you hit up the patreon patreon.com boys to unlock bonus content and if you want to buy some merchandise or a t-shirt or a mug or a mask do that at flobito dot threadless dot com hashtag support the homie but until next time this is flubble star netflix